0: Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. Hey, I was so excited to see the response that we got uh, from last month's episode. Uh, We did part one of five steps to activating the gifts of the Spirit. Got lots of comments, responses. Uh, I was really just blown away by that. And yet it just solidified for me even more. uh, And that this is an area in which we just really don't know a lot about. Uh, Certainly not saying that uh, I've got it all uh, figured out. Uh, either but I've also seen that you know with us full gospel people spirit-filled people we're we're very prideful in one sense uh, and that we believe in the gifts of the spirit we know about them but as far as operating in them we haven't been doing so well and so anyway just your responses your comments emails uh, Facebook messages on that uh, was very very encouraging and yet again solidified the need for us to talk about this and study it more And so today we're going to get into uh, part two of five steps to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life. Uh, Before we get into that, I just want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, if you haven't been to our Facebook page for Chad Gonzalez Ministries, I would encourage you to go there, uh, like the page, follow it. We're constantly uploading uh, new videos, new video testimonies uh, of different things that's been happening in meetings. Uh, Also, we're always updating uh, you know, meetings that are taking place, ministry meetings, uh, schedules. Uh, the big one that we have been talking about, uh, the the big international trip that's coming up is the one in Poland. We're going to be in Gdańsk, Poland, we're doing a healing crusade there, uh, September fifteenth uh, through the seventeenth. And one of the big things that we're doing uh, this year, we're calling it Project Esk. E S K for Europe shall know. Uh, Lord, put it on our heart. Uh, last year to really begin to focus on Europe. You know, Europe is so very atheistic uh, in their beliefs, and so uh, we found that one way, the major way to open up people's hearts uh, to God and to the supernatural is through the supernatural and the ministry of of healing, and so we're going to be doing that. And so in doing those crusades, we're also in the process of, of translating and uh printing uh two of our books uh the two main ones that we we use in this area uh the first one being naturally supernatural i know quite a few of you uh have read that one we're translating naturally supernatural into the languages of these countries that we're going into so that uh when we go and minister there we can get these into the hands of the pastors that come and then also into the you know the other people that are coming as well but we really want to get these into the, the hands of the pastors, uh, and so we're translating Naturally Supernatural, and we're translating Think Like Jesus. Uh, to do both of those books in the Polish, uh, the cost for us is around 3500 U.S. dollars, and so if you'd like to partner with us in getting those translated, man, we would love that. We'd very much appreciate you joining the, the dream team here to, to get that accomplished, uh, we've been telling people, hey, if you could do just $5, be a partner with us for $5, that would be great. Um, so you, if you want to do that, you want to partner with us in doing that and, and funding Project S, you can go to our website, chagonzales.com, and you can become a partner with us today. And we've got it on there. If you'll partner with us for just $5 a month, we'll send you a free copy of Think Like Jesus, uh, which is a 40-day devotional that we have and uh, we'll sign that for you and send that to you free of charge for just becoming a partner with us. Uh, but those are the two books that we're translating, Naturally Supernatural and Think Like Jesus. And uh, we're in the process of doing uh, Polish right now. So uh, we would very much appreciate your support. All right, well, let's get into uh, the second part here of five steps to activating the gifts of the Spirit. Just as a review... Uh, the first step that we talked about was that you need to have an intense desire to see people free. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and verse 7, we find out that the purpose of the gifts is for the benefit of the people, not to make you look good. Uh, The Apostle Paul said, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So it's not to make you look good. It's to make other people free. Uh, it's to make other people free. And we made this statement that the love of God will propel the gifts. It's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14:1, he said, follow after love and covet spiritual gifts. Follow after love and covet spiritual gifts. So love, it is the doorway, so to speak. It's the doorway uh, to uh, flowing in the gifts. It is the primary motivation. Everything that we do is to be done in love and to be done by faith. So, number one, the first step to activating the gifts of the Spirit in your life. And again, we're talking about this not just in a, in a church service. I'm talking about in your everyday life, at home, at work, in the store, Number one, you have you have to have an intense desire to see people free. Number two, you need to covet the gifts. Uh, two times, Paul said you need to covet the gifts. First Corinthians 12, verse 31, he said, covet earnestly the best gifts. First Corinthians 14, and verse one, he said, follow after love and covet the gifts. Uh, we read in, in the Amplified translation, Amplified version, it says, earnestly desire and cultivate these spiritual gifts. We pointed out that the Greek word for covet or desire means to fervently boil with zealousness for a thing. So this is not a mere want or a wish. This word emphatically, it emphatically means Paul wanted us to possess an intense longing and a boiling zealousness to have more and more of these spiritual manifestations. The reason is he knew they were vital to bring the supernatural dimension of Christ to the church. So, number one, you need to have an intense desire to see people free. Number two, you need to covet those gifts. You need to follow after the love and covet these things. Fervently desire with a zealousness for the gifts. Number three, you must believe that the gifts of the Spirit are available for you. This is not about a particular title, not about a particular denomination. This was for the believer. This was for the Christian. This is why he said, in 1 Corinthians, he said, you are the body of Christ and you need to desire these things. So he's talking about you. They're available for you. We pointed out that the blood of Jesus made you good enough. So it's not about where you've been and what you've done and what you've accomplished and what you haven't done and how badly you've messed up the blood of Jesus It set you free. The blood of Jesus made you brand new. The blood of Jesus made you righteous. So the more that you begin to see yourself as Jesus on the earth, you see that you are the righteousness of God. The more that you know that you are like him, then the more that you know you have the same equipment. The same equipment that Jesus had is the very same equipment that you have. These are all available for you. So those are the three that we covered Uh, And last episode and, and session one of this. So let's get into these last two, number four and number five. Number four is this. You need to put yourself in a position to fulfill the Great Commission. If you want to see the gifts of the Spirit activated in your life, not only do you need to have an intense desire to see people free, not only do you need to covet the gifts, not only do you need to believe that they are available for you, But then you need to put yourself in a position to fulfill the Great Commission. You could put it like this. There's no use in having money if you aren't in a place to spend it. You need to put yourself in a position to fulfill the Great Commission. A lot of the reasons why people aren't seeing the gifts of the Spirit in operation is because they're just sitting on the couch, and they're just praying all the time. (laughs) But no, you need to put yourself in a place where these things uh, can be put into use. Remember, these are for the profit of other people. And so you need to be putting yourself in a position in a place to minister to other people. You know, uh, when you're out in the grocery store or you're at work or the gas station or at the movie theater, you need to not only be in places where people are at, but then you need to to listen on the inside. And when the Holy Spirit is is pushing you uh, and urging you to go and talk to a person or be in a particular place, when you get in those places, when you get near those people that he's telling you to, now you're in a position for the gifts of the Spirit begin to, to operate. Whether it's a word of knowledge or word of wisdom or gifts of healings, whatever it may be, you got to be in a position. And what I found is this, is that, you know, Jesus said, uh, when he gave us the Great Commission, he said, these signs will follow. The, these signs will follow uh, those who believe those signs and wonders and miracles are going to be there for those who are preaching the gospel, uh, living the gospel, manifesting the gospel. And so I've said it like this for years in that, you know, if you're not seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, well, you got a question. Are you really preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are, re- are you really putting yourself in a position and, and, and saying things and stating things in a way for the true love of Jesus to come out for people. Remember, love, it, it is the, the 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 door. It's a motivating factor. Uh, it is the thing uh, that will put you in, in a position for the gifts of the Spirit uh, to begin to uh, manifest. The love of God, it will propel the gifts. It will propel the gifts. And so I know for me, uh, just talking about even just t- take away just daily life let's just talk about church services because we got a lot of ministers we've got a lot of pastors evangelists whatever uh prophets apostles whatever you whatever title whatever they're calling we got a lot of services that happen and that things are talked about but we don't see a lot of the gifts of the spirit in operation especially uh you know the gifts of healings and and the operation of, of special faith and and the working of miracles, we don't see those. Uh, and used to, we used to see a lot of uh, prophecy and and word of knowledge and word of wisdom and and uh, interpretation tongues. We used to see even those, but even those things are starting to kind of go by the wayside. Um, but I know for me that when it comes to the, the gifts of the spirit and operation, the majority of times when these things have happened. Is basically when I've just walked off the plank. You know what I'm saying? Like, here, let me give you an example. Here's a great example. I remember several years ago. This was probably, uh, I I think this was like 2010, around 2009, 2010. But there was a man who came into church, church service. We were pastoring a church in Texas, and it was Easter Sunday morning. And I remember I was up on the platform and and uh, we were still kind of continuing with worship. And Lacey comes up, and she just stopped the service. And she said, hey, there's a man and his wife that's here, and they came just to get healed. And we're going to have Pastor come down here and minister to him. Well, what had happened was Lacey was walking through the the, the main lobby going to, to check on something, and this couple walked in. And the, the man and the wife walked in, and they, they recognized Lacey. Lacey introduced herself, said hello, and they said, well, the only reason we're here is to get healed. They said, we'd been hearing about all the miracles that were happening, and the man said, I fell through the roof of a house I was working on five years ago. He said, I broke my back, damaged several discs, and the doctors have fused several of them, uh, but through the the various surgeries, they still weren't able to fix my back, and so he had gained a a lot of weight. Uh, He lost a lot of mobility, was unable to work. And so Lacey brought them in. And I remember um, she came and said that. And so we stopped what we were doing and I walked down. And before I'd even talked to the man, before I knew anything, anything about the situation. I remember I said, uh, I said, who here has never seen a miracle? Now, I'd been spending a couple of days uh, prior that I was reading some things uh, by Smith Wigglesworth. And i had been kind of priming my pump on some stuff. And I said, who here's never seen a miracle? Well, there was four college girls that were sitting in the very back row in the center and they raised their hand. And so I said, y'all come up here and y'all sit down the front row. I said, you're going to see, see a miracle. Now, again, remember, I don't know anything about this man. I haven't even heard the story about the roof or anything. I haven't heard anything. And so the girls come up there and sit down. And so I walked up to the man. I said, well, what's going on? Well, then he proceeded to tell me about, you know, he was a roofer and fell through the roof and. The medical piece and uh and so i said okay i said well just lift up your hands i'm gonna lay my hands on you and uh you're gonna get healed and so i laid my hands on his back and we put the power of god in there and i said well go ahead and bend down check it out so he he bends down and he stands back up and he has tears in his eyes And I knew immediately, these are not tears of joy. These are tears of pain. Now, everybody in the congregation, they start clapping their hands and shouting. They think, you know, when he bent down, he's healed. They couldn't see his face. And so I knew right then and there, something didn't work. That This didn't work out the way that I planned. You know, I just said, who here hasn't seen a miracle before? Come up here. I'm in real, real cocky like, and uh, real bold and. And I got these four girls there and nothing's happened. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, God, I don't know what to do here. I just put myself on the spot and this didn't work. What do I do? Well, my fallback was uh, spend some time praying, praying in tongues. And so I had a choice there. I could be a man or a mouse. I could have, I could have, I could have told the man, hey, you just keep believing, brother. Like a lot of people do. So you just keep believing, brother. And it's going to manifest and then kind of save myself and went on about my business. Or we could be a man about it, uh, know who we believe and get this thing figured out. And so I told everybody, I was, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, and I said, let's lift our hands and let's just, just spend a few moments just praying in tongues. And so we began to pray in tongues. And, and under my under my breath and my thoughts, my, my statements to God is, all right, I don't know what to do. You got to get me out of this. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. But while we're, we're praying in tongues about this, uh, immediately there, there was a song that popped up uh, within me. And it was that song by the the David Crowder band, How He Loves Us. And so our band was still on the stage. And so I looked at them. I said, hey, let's sing that song, How He Loves Us. And so we all began to sing that as a church and how he loves us. He loves you and me. And we uh, and while we're singing that, we had had the man sit down in his chair. Now, mind you, it took three guys to help this guy sit down in a chair and get up out of the chair. He couldn't get up out of a chair by himself. He needed help, and he was extremely overweight. And so we had had three ushers help him get down his chair, and he's sitting right there. And I had my sh- my hand on his shoulder, and uh, my left hand on his shoulder, and my right hand was raised, and we're, we're singing this song. And while we're singing that song, a few moments later, I got a word of knowledge about this gentleman and his family. And I looked at him and I said, hey, I said, you know, I could be wrong. And please correct me if I am. I said, but were you abused as a child? And he looked at me. And he just broke down crying. He said, well, yeah. And um, he said, I wasn't, it wasn't sexually abused and not necessarily physical abuse. He said, but my parents were very uh, abusive emotionally and verbally to me as a kid. And he said, I never felt like I was good enough uh, for them. And then and then it just hit. And I said, and so, and so you don't think you're good enough for God to heal you, do you? And he said, no. And then he just began to bawl. Well, that right there was the hindrance. You know, I mean, we laid hands on him, released the power of God, but nothing happened. Well, obviously, that wasn't God's fault. It wasn't God's doing. There was a hindrance there. And... We wouldn't have been able to get through that hindrance without that word of knowledge. And, but, you know, I wouldn't have had that word of knowledge if we wouldn't have pressed in a little bit more and, and put myself in a position for things to begin to operate and manifest. If I would have just uh, took the safe route and walked away and said, well, just keep believing, brother, <laughs> like we see happen so many times, then... You know, that man still may have been, even to this day, still having issues. But when I said that, it it opened some things up, broke some things down. And so I said, man, I said, we're going to sing this song again. And I said, I want you to sing this, you know, and and help change your perspective on this. And I talked to him about the love of God for him for a few moments. And then we began to sing that song again. And so I still had my left hand on his shoulder and he's sitting down in the chair so we began to, to sing this song again. We sang it for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, I feel my hand moving up. I've got my eyes closed, and we're, we're worshiping the Lord and singing this song. I feel my hand moving up. I open my eyes. This man stood up out of the chair all by himself, bent down, touched his toes, raised his hands, and he was completely healed, completely healed, and it all stemmed from that word of knowledge uh, that we had uh, that God gave us. And it wasn't because uh, it just happened, it was because we put ourselves in a position for it to happen. We walked the plank, so to speak. I remember another moment where there, this was uh, the first week in November of 2006, and there was a, a blind woman, we've talked about this story before, but there was a blind woman that came up, and she said, uh, I said, what can I do for you? And she said, well, I can't see. And I said, what do you mean you can't see? And she said, I'm blind, I can't see. And, and at first, there was this this fear that took over me. I'd never prayed uh, for a blind person before. And, you know, in my mind, that was a big deal. That was a big healing. I was going to need a, a big faith, big miracle. And and a little bit of fear took over me and just for a split second. But I caught myself, got myself back where I needed to be. And I said, well... We're just going to lay hands on you and put the power of God on the inside of you. And immediately when I said that, I mean, there was a boldness that came over me. And like I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that she was going to walk out of there healed. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. I was very green, uh, very much a, a rookie in the ministry and just just trying to figure things out. I didn't really have anybody around me to explain anything at the time. But I just knew, and out of my mouth, I said it to everybody, she's going to walk out of here completely healed. Well, that's a pretty bold thing to say about a completely blind person. But I said that, and I laid my hands on her, and I took my hands off and said, what can you see? And she said, well, I can see you, but it's really, really blurry, and it's black and white. Well, I was so excited she could see anything. I started shouting, you know. But I said, we're going to lay hands on you again. And it was get even better. And so we laid hands on her again. And her vision got better. And I said, we're going to lay hands on you one more time. And it's going to be perfect. I mean, I said it. And I said it emphatically. And we laid hands on her a third time. And sure enough, I mean, her vision was perfect. She could see perfect. She was completely healed. Well, that was a gift of faith in operation. But, uh, you know, I stated some things. I Again, I walked off the plank, so to speak. And, and what I found is this, is that, You know, you can not only put yourself in a position by uh, uh, walking off the plank and and putting yourself in a place where there's no plan B, so to speak, but you can also put yourself in a position as a minister by preaching on it. You need to be preaching on these things. Uh, But if you're not thinking about these things, you're not going to be preaching on them. But these things aren't being talked about enough in our church, in our church services. You know, I was even thinking about this the other day. How many of our spirit filled churches, uh, if it if it wasn't listed in their statement of beliefs that they believe in the Baptist Holy Spirit, you know, speaking in tongues, the gifts of the spirit, if it wasn't listed on our statement of beliefs, would people actually even know that we believe in those things and, and and that's a part of who we are? Would people actually know if it wasn't for our statement of beliefs? And I would dare say that a majority of our spirit-filled, full gospel churches That would be the case. That would be the case. So step number four is you need to put yourself in a position to fulfill the Great Commission. The gifts of the Spirit, they are there to minister to people and set people free. Love will open the door, but it's always still going to require faith to step through it. It's going to require faith to step through it. I'll tell you another story. Uh, I was a woman and I've told this story a lot about the, the deaf woman from Walmart. Uh, that she was completely healed. I remember Lacey and I we were at Walmart in Bryan, Texas, and Lacey was inside. I was sitting in the parking lot and we were doing we'd been doing our version of healing school for several weeks and encouraging people to go out and minister to people. And I remember this lady came knocking on my window and she was completely deaf. Everybody knew who she was. It was kind of like the modern day version, you know, the lame man at the, the gate, beautiful. And this lady came knocking on my door and I opened it. She was selling a, a pencil and a pad of paper, you know, for $2 just to, to try to, to increase her funds, you know. Well, I didn't have any cash on me, but as I'm talking to her and we're, we're riding back and forth as I'm talking to her, I was trying to take advantage of the situation. And so I asked her if she believed in Jesus and she said, yes, and she said, yes. I said, well, has anybody ever told you that, you know, Jesus would heal you? And she said, well, I've had many people pray for me many times and nothing's happened. Well, right then and there, I knew she was kind of closed off. And so I tried to talk to her a little bit, but I also knew she was money. And all of a sudden, just on the inside of me, it just kind of came out. I didn't think about it. Now, I thought about it afterwards, but I told her, I said, hey, I said, I'll bet you $100 if you come to church, come to my church, God will heal you. Well, her eyes lit up. She needed money. So she asked me for the church address. I gave it to her, gave a, gave her a business card, invited her to church. And so sure enough, she showed up to church the next Sunday. And long story short, uh, we laid hands on her. Uh, the very beginning of the service, we laid hands on her. And she took out her, her hearing aids. She could barely hear even with the hearing aids. And she took out the hearing aids and she began to hear her. And it wasn't all immediate, 100%. But I told her, I said, hey, it's going to manifest completely in the service. I said, so whenever it, it fully manifests, I want you to stop us. Stop the service. Raise your hand. And so it was maybe about 10 minutes goes by. And she raises her hand and she goes, I can hear. I can hear. I can hear. Well, the place went nuts. I took off running all over the place. And I ended up giving her the $100 anyway, just to be a blessing to her. But again, Uh, The gifts of the spirit were in manifestation, gifts of healing, working of miracles in that situation. But it all stemmed from the very beginning of putting myself in a position to fulfill the great commission and having a love for somebody, wanting to see them uh, set free. Wanting to see them set free. Well, man, uh, time already got away from us. I didn't realize we'd been talking this long. I love this stuff. Uh, And so, We'll continue with this and uh, next month's episode, we'll do part three of five steps to activating the gifts and the spirit in your life. And I've got lots and lots of stories that we'll tell you and we'll just see how, how far we go with this. But just a review real quick. Number one, uh, you need to have an intense desire to see people free. Number two, you need to covet the gifts. Number three, you must believe that they are available for you. Number four. You need to put yourself in a position to fulfill the Great Commission. Remember, that love opens the door, but faith is always required to step through. Well, I hope and trust that that blessed you, inspired you to go after God, go deeper in these things, to seek after and covet these gifts. Like I said, we'll get into the fifth step in next month's episode. But hey, this week, this month, go after God, Put yourself in a position to fulfill the Great Commission. Minister to people. Expect God to use you. So God bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your support. Hey, write us, email us, contact us through Facebook, on Messenger, through the website, email. You can email us at info at chadgonzalez.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, Email us and write us your questions. We'd love to respond with you, pray with you, encourage you. Uh, God bless you. Have a great week, a great day. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.